If you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sports Same Game Multi. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. G'day and welcome back to another edition of the Same Game Multi Podcast on this very wet Wednesday afternoon here uh, where we are recording. That won't dampen our spirits though. Uh, we've got a big show planned. We're going to have a look at some EPL with uh, J-Rod's going to head over to the motherland, check out some uh, news over there. Uh, Ches has got a little bit of darts update as well. And as always, the NRL doesn't disappoint and we'll have a look at the transfer market in the off-season as well. So make sure you stay on side because we're about to kick off. <laughs> to my left, the man of the hour, Ches, how are you, mate? Good again, boys. How are we all going? Good, mate. And as always, the one and only, Jerome Burton. Uh, no complaints, boys. No complaints. Very good. Um, let's quickly recap our charity bet from last week. Did anyone go any good? No. <laughs> Very close. I went okay, except the, I had two legs up. I had Tim Zoo, Melbourne City, and I had I Am Superman to run a place. It actually got scratched. So I got two of my three legs up, got a little bit of a reverted payout uh, for that. So at least there was a, something ticking in there, lad. So I kept us afloat. Something better than nothing, isn't it? Exactly right. Um, so, yeah, that was that was good to at least get something. What about your highlight of your week, boys? What made the angle of your dangle face north? Mate, mine was an easy one. Uh, it was the rain, actually. So uh, on Saturday, on Friday it was, just before uh, I went I went to work, I got uh, talked into playing cricket on the weekend after I said I wasn't going to play this year. Uh, the only catch was it was in Guyra. Basically went up there, eight overs, got a duck, and it started raining. <laughs> I was back at the pub by three o'clock. There you go. How's that for a Saturday? Sound like Aaron Finch. He holds trophies, I don't. <laughs> uh, my highlight would have been the Fallon Sherrick run in the darts in the Grand Slam. Uh, she did pretty well, um, beat a lot of guys in there, and it was actually mentioned by one of the players, it's not really men's and women's anymore. It's going to become a pretty much open tournament. Uh, she was unlucky. She lost to Peter Snakebite Wright. Uh, I can't remember the exact score, but she had, she had a pretty, pretty good game against him, actually, and there was talk, as hasn't been set, though, of her maybe being a Premier League contender next year, but I don't think that will happen next year. 16-13, I think it was, to Snakebite, so give a good Yeah, run. yep. Very good. Uh, for me, uh, it gets a bit of a bad rap for being a fake sport, but I don't know if you lads seen in the WWE, uh, Seth Rollins actually got tackled by a fan. He just jumped the gate and, and laid a big hit on him. And he's actually been uh, – I've heard he's been signed by the West Tigers as their defensive coach. So <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should get Goldberg to go and you teach should, him. should have a look at it. Uh, look it up. You'll see it's all over the net. It is a fucking good hit. Um, come from about 20 metres and just lined him up. But anyway, it was, it was good to see. Uh, yeah, wrestling not so fake after all. Lowlights? Uh, I got none. I've got one uh, to myself. I have to apologise to Hawkeye. Uh, he was down at the headquarters on, on Saturday. We had a couple of beers and a, and a, and a punt, um, and I was just talking nonsense into his ears all afternoon. So, Hawkeye, I do apologise, mate. I, I, I'll tar myself. He knows what, it, what, what was spoken. I've got two quick ones. Uh, first one's Jeff Fennick on Tim Zoo. He was featured on my uh, low light last week. This week it's because... Uh, 
pretty much come out and said that Tim Zoo doesn't have the knockout power of his old man. That guy that he fought was like hitting the cinder block. So um, he sort of mixed his words up a bit there, saying he's better and now he's and now he's not as good. So make up your mind, Jeff. Uh, the second one is Man U losing to Watford, which cost me the charity bet last week. 4-1 four, four or something. 4-1, yeah. Shellacked. Um, bit of breaking news as we record today. Uh, the Paul Gallen... Uh, Josh Alloye fight has been called off uh, due to Josh Alloye testing positive to COVID-19. Also, Joey Leilua as well, they're training together. Uh, so that fight's been cancelled. Unfortunately, December 10th, I think it was. Be interested to know whether he was at uh, Manly training or whether they're, whether they're back yet or not too because that could have some far-stretching repercussions if he was. Well, I, uh, I've seen on social media that there, there are a lot of sides that are already back. Mm. Uh, I know Parramatta, for a fact, they're back. Um, they and, need to be. And, uh, and well, they, fucking they shouldn't, shouldn't have stopped. <laughs> shouldn't have stopped. Um, I know, so, it, as you said, it'll be interesting to see. Um, mm. But uh, this is the best thing that I've heard all week, I think, um, <laughs> for the fact that Gallon won't get a payday. Gallon's a dickhead. <laughs> Uh, Not going to argue there. Nah, no argument here. Um, all right, let's uh, head on over to the motherland, mate. You got a bit of update yeah. in the EPL, a bit well, of news over there today. Head over there. So it's uh, it's official. I spoke about it before that uh, he was on thin ice, uh, and and Manchester United have uh, officially sacked Ole, um, their, their uh, coach. So he's been given his marching orders, um, which is uh, you know it was it was a. Ticking time bomb was only a matter of time, and uh, Ches, that was after after like you said they they lost to Watford in a game they lost four four one they should have won four one um, respectively with their side. So I, it was it was on the weekend that I had a look at their their actual side. Uh, they they did get saved by um, by uh, Cristiano Ronaldo pulled a little goods out against Villarreal this morning our time uh, for to to proceed through to the next round of. Um, of the Champions League boys, how's this for a side? So this is you. You guys might not know it. Some some listeners might. So David De Gea, I'm going to say top ten keepers in the world. Uh, Harry Maguire, he's up there. He's probably top twenty defenders in the world. Uh, a couple more, uh, Lukey Shaw, their midfield. Um, Luka Modric. Um, ah, Nemanjan Matic. Sorry, I fucking I read that wrong. Sorry, Luka Modric. I was going to say he's moved from. Uh, He's made a big move. Boys, in that two, um, Bruno, Bruno Fernandes, uh, Marcus Rashford, Cristiano Ronaldo on the bench. Uh, they got like Jesse Lingard, plays like that, boys. That is a, that is a handy side. Um, and for Cristiano Ronaldo, now that I look back to, I, I sort of feel a little bit sorry for him. I still think he's a stooge, um, uh, particularly after his comments where he basically expected to be um, to be playing Champions League. So he said, basically, if Manchester United don't qualify for Champions League next year, then I'll leave and I'll find a club who is. To me, that's, uh, mate, wouldn't you want to be uh, digging your toes in and going, right, boys, let's do this. How about rather than me abandoning ship, let's ride this ship and we'll we try and make it through. So, um, But then again, boys, it was just the same old, same old. Um, the, the, you know, apart from Manchester United, your big 5-1. Um, Chelsea got a good win on the weekend. Um, Manchester City pumped Everton, my side 3-0. Um, and, boys, I, when, when you talk about coaches that are, that, you know, the furnace is on, I sort of I sort of get the feeling that uh, the Aussie coach Graham Arnold, I think the uh, pressure might be on him, after, particularly after he's won one all draw with uh, China. Uh, talking about coaches with pressure on, I think he's on. So, but you know, 
having said that too, it was it was a lot of the big names that are in Football Federation Australia now that they were the driving force to sack Ange Postecoglou, so they could get um, Graham Arnold signed. So, uh, and and Ange has just gone from um, from penthouse uh, to the you know to the international space station. He's just roared off. So, <laughs> winning the J League, and at the moment he's um, only uh, um, a whisker hair behind Rangers at the top of uh, the the Scottish Premier League. So, you know he, he's not far off some more silverware. So. I don't know. Seems to be a bit cutthroat that industry over there, um, even mm. more so than the NRL over here. So obviously some big, big money uh, in play over there, and you know you got the likes of that that team you just read out. So a lot of expectation there, and and not living up to the hype. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I think that's four managers so far that have got the sack. And um, when I spoke about the Tottenham manager. Uh, the, so uh, he was sacked after nine games, uh, three games a month, and in one of those months he was the the coach of the month and, and still got the arse, so tell me how that works. But like I said before, boys, Mohamed Salah just continues his, his reign with Liverpool, so um, in my eyes, best player in the world. Kicking goals. Absolutely. Uh, mate, I'm going to run through a few games and I want to get your tips uh, for the punters out there. Um, so on kicking us off on Saturday, we've got Arsenal versus Newcastle United. Yeah, Arsenal, easy. $1.45 there. If you do like Newcastle, $6.25 thanks to Top Sport, uh, who are, of course, our major sponsor and thanks to them. Um, Crystal Palace versus Aston Villa. Tricky one. A bit closer, this one, in the market. Yeah, a lot closer. Uh, who's at home? Uh, Crystal Palace, Palace yeah. yeah I'll go Palace $2.18 to $3.40 If you like Aston Villa there um, This one should be pretty easy Liverpool versus Southampton Yeah Liverpool by four $1.27 10 bucks if you do like the roughy Southampton there um, uh, Norwich City versus the Wolves Wolverhampton and um, three dollars forty for Norwich City, two dollars fifteen. If Haven't you do said like that. The uh, Norwich have uh, they're on three on the trot now. I think they're playing good football considering they were dead last uh, and they hadn't won a game in about nine starts. So yeah, okay, they're struggling. But um, I'll skip a few games. But we'll go to Manchester City versus West Ham United. Mm, tricky one. Um, <laughs> Considering the market probably doesn't maybe doesn't reflect how good West Ham are playing at the moment. West, under West Ham are paying ten bucks. Oh, is that really ten bucks? Wow, the dollar twenty eight for Manchester the City. Hammers. Having said that, that Man City side is good. You know, Kevin De Bruyne, etc. Um, yeah, I think Man City in in a romp, but don't be surprised if it, it could be a sneaky draw. And uh, lastly, we'll just touch on this one, given what you spoke about: Chelsea versus Manchester United. Chelsea are a dollar fifty nine favourites. Manchester City five dollars sixty. Now, before you answer, generally, like in the NRL, you know, when someone sacks their coach, they usually rally around and come back and get the victory in the next week. Can you see it happening this week over there? <laughs> I, I, that was, I was just going to say that myself. There's always that chance um, that, you know, that interim coach, there seems to be a real good... For, I actually seen Fletcher Hindy did a, did a segment on interim coaches versus Craig Bellamy. It was phenomenal, mm. the, the amount of people that are, the, you know, interim coaches... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tip Chelsea because they're just gliding. They're you know they're miles in front of everyone else at the competition, um, and they're at the top of the table and deservingly so, playing good football. Uh, very good. Some good price uh, outsiders there if you do like a roughie. Uh, I know Ches is but he's starting to get a bit barred up down them, below there. Them $10 uh, That'll <laughs> be part of his 50-leg multi for sure. Um, all, all odds, thanks to Top Sport. Uh, if you haven't already joined Top Sport, there is a link in our description. Uh, use our code SGM and, um, you know, you can start feeling the excitement today. Fantastic sponsors of the show. Uh, Chairs, over to you, mate. What do you got a bit of darts for us? Yeah, back on the darts. See, we uh, seen the end of the Grand Slam the other day. Uh 
as I mentioned before, it was Michael Van Gerwen's time to shine and come through. Unfortunately, he uh, hit the brick wall in being a player called Michael Smith. Uh, he actually done him uh, 16-13, same score as the Sherrock Wright game. Yeah. Uh, MVG just a little bit, little bit too wayward uh, with his with his double finishing. There um, had a lot of darts missed at doubles. His scoring was good, but so was Michael Smith. So in that game there, um, MVG averaged just under 197.4, uh, but 35% on the uh, double success rate. Into the final, we had Gerwin Price and Peter Wright. Now, that game ended up being 16-8 to Price, pretty much a walk around the park for him. Uh, eight 180s, nearly 104 average, and 47% on the doubles. So pretty much that means he missed with one dart and then got it straight away with, with his second. Do you have a stat on how many times uh, Gerwin Price screamed at the cameras? Well, there was eight, <laughs> eight 180s. So they probably would have been about 20-something, 140s. So we're probably looking at about maybe... High 30s, 40. <laughs> so for people who don't know, when Gurren Price hits a good score, he just turns and screams, Come on! Come on! Or, ooh ah. <laughs> Yeah. And when he was a Welsh rugby pro, that's how he used to celebrate his tries too. A lot of people think he does it for just for show and to put players yeah, off. That's how he celebrated his tries. Uh, we've got the Players' Championships starting again uh, this weekend. I was going to touch on a few games because there is a lot. These games here, uh, they're not going to be the best games out of the round, but they're going to be close. Uh, so we've got Ryan Searle playing Simon Whitlock. I'm a bit surprised at this one. Ryan Searle the favourite at $1.41. Whitlock's nearly $3. I thought that would have been a little bit closer there. Do you think that's because perhaps uh, Searle's been playing a little bit more fo- uh, little bit more darts than um, Whitlock? And he's been a little bit more consistent as yeah. well. But we all know what uh, Whitlock can do on his day. So that, that could be a very good one. Uh, the old former champ Adrian Lewis is taking on Kim Hybrits. Uh, pretty much even in the odds there. They're both sort of floating around about $1.90. Then we've got Stephen Bunting, uh, the former BDO world champion, taking on the former PDC world champion, Gary Anderson. This one's going to be a banger. There's going to be lots of 180s and some big finishes. Bunting's $2.01 to Gary Anderson at $1.80. Those three games, they're going to be hard to pick. Can't really lean to any favourites in those, but the viewing will be good. Uh, with the world championships coming up, I mentioned last week, Michael Van Gerwen having his good run, his price dropped 50 cents down to $5, which was on uh, on the same line there as Price. After Price winning the Grand Slam, he's now dropped down to three ninety, so $1.10 in uh, four or five days. So Price is looking to be uh, one of the, the standalone favourite there for the Worlds. Johnny Clayton's paying $6, Snakebite right 7 And Birdo, you might want this one. There's a few roughies here that have a good chance of making the semi-finals, if not the final. Jose de Souza, $19. Aspinall, 26 to 1. And Gary Anderson, 34 to 1. I do like the Asp. Yeah, so he's, he's that's, some, that's some high high money for those boys. Juicy. juicy did, you, uh, did you hear through the week too that Paul Lim, make the, uh, he, he won the Singapore qualifier, so he, he makes the world championship at the age of 67. And I could be wrong, but I think this is his, I think it might be 29th world championship all up. He'd nearly have to have the record for most appearances. I, th- I think Steve Beaton has Beaton. that. Beaton, I think he's got him just. Yeah, yeah. 67 yeah. boys are still hopefully a year. His nickname's the uh, Singapore Slinger. S- Singapore Slinger, yeah. And he actually was very smart with his money years ago, and he's a very wealthy man. He did lots, lots of uh, investments with his, with his prize money. did read something that he owns 
two blocks of the Singapore CBD, mm-hmm. like in in the main main stretch of the uh, capital city. So you can imagine what those high rises are worth. Fire up the Tardis. Hey, he's fire, back again. Two thousand and twenty-two. He, he's back. Uh, very good. Thanks for that update, Ches. Uh, some great prices there for those uh, outsiders, like you said. Thirty-four bucks, I think you said for Gary, Gary Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Too bad. The Flying Scotsman. Um, just also want to touch on it, boys. Our BBL tipping comp is still open for registrations. Um, it kicks off December 5th, so about 10 days. Um, so get on over to our website, become an SGM club member, free to join. We'll then send you a link uh, to the B- BBL tipping comp, and then you can register from there. Uh, there's a few, um, boys, there's a few regular listeners out there that I know are regular listeners that haven't joined yet. So You've got one week. If you don't don't join in one week's time, I'm going to call you out next week on the show and call you, uh, uh, you know, you, you're too scared to join because you, you're afraid you're going to get beat. So don't be that guy, okay, all right? So get on over to our website, SGM Club member. Just scroll halfway down the website. You'll see there you can join up. We'll send you a link and then you can get tipping. Over $500 worth of cash and prizes up for grabs for a competition that lasts only two months. Um, so, yeah. Word down, word down to the local is on red hot favourite to run last, so there'll be no threat by me. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're the ones I'll put money on too because you never know what's going to happen. That's right. Um, let's uh, move across to the NRL boys. It is the off season, I know, and, we, and we, you know, been talking about a few other different sports, but NRL is this different kind of beast where it never fails to disappoint. There's always something happening, uh, and I just want to talk a little bit, bit about some transfers and whispers and you know player movement in the off season. Uh, as there always is. So signings for, you know, 2023 and all this kind of stuff. And I want to kick it off with the big one uh, from last week after we recorded last week. It was announced that, or it was leaked, sorry, that Viliami Kikau has uh, signed with the Bulldogs for Mm. 2023 and onwards. Um, Obviously, there's been a bit of a kerfuffle from that signing with the photo being leaked on social media day before the uh, Panthers were doing their grand final parade, which wasn't ideal. Now, with that, the the person that's coming out today, the person that actually took the photo, he was a um, he's a you know he worked at the club there on two hundred thousand dollar a year salary. He's now resigned, uh, and I think he, he he walked before he was going to get thrown. So I think they'll they'll seeking some legal advice uh, to sack him, but he's fallen on his sword and uh, he he's, <laughs> he's dropped in his uh, two hundred thousand dollar a year job. Uh, all because of a little leaked photo. Um, so I bet you he's ruined that decision. Do you reckon he would have been getting a uh, a, a fair sum for that photo, perhaps? Well, I heard that he was. He, he just sent it to his mate uh, to say, hey, look what's happening here at the club. He got it off the CCTV uh, footage, and then his mate's gone and spread it around. So like, like all these other you know social media blow-ups that happen in the NRL, it's usually someone else's mate or a friend of a friend that fucking... Does it? It's not so much the, the individual who took the footage. So, Balana Kickout did uh, come out and say as well he will be playing 100% for the Panthers next year as well. Do you believe so, that? But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I was just about to say, will he? I don't know. It's, a, a tr- it's only a short off season. Like we've only got a couple of months until the trials start, but there is going to be a lot to happen within that couple of months, and and that's one to watch. It would not surprise me if he starts next year. At the Bulldogs, um, I know the Panthers are trying to free up some money to keep Appy Corisau, only if he gets his uh, double jab, which he is refusing to do at the moment. So there might be a little bit of play there where they might let uh, kick out go in order to keep Corisau. So. Tim Zoo will give him one of them. The old double hey, jab, the old double hey. jab, the old one one two. Um, 
Also, boys, anything else on that? Did you want to mention anything else on that or move on? No, it's uh, the perfect. This is the perfect thing I heard uh, Matty John say in his in his podcast when that was leaked that mobile phones have hit the iceberg. That how often and and you know realistically, uh, it was his own fault. He, he lost his own job. Uh, by making a stupid decision and, and sharing that, yeah, so. 100%, yeah. But you know, the, the rumors were there, uh, and that that was, that was a confirmation. But you know, as Matty Johns, he hit it on the head and said, "Mobile phones have hit the iceberg." Yep, and you get yourself into trouble with them. Um, go to you for these these couple, J Rod, Parramatta. They've let some superstars go. Isaiah Papalihi signed a three year deal worth one point eight million dollars with the Tigers. That's six hundred thousand dollars a season from twenty twenty three onwards. Again, is this one of those ones where they he, he might be there next year, or Parramatta should be doing everything they can to hold on to him? But um, what do you think? What do you think of the the news that they that he's gone there, and can you see it happening next year? Uh, this this as as bad as this sounds, because he's such a good player, boys. I'm going to say it's a good signing. Uh, good luck. Like it's a good thing that it's that he's gone, um, because in my eyes, there's very very little forwards in the game that you'd pay big money for. Um, now he, he obviously did have a breakout season. He played some really good football last last year. Um, boys, I think Parramatta would be ridiculous um, on their behalf to uh, offer him that sort of money. Um, particularly, you know, I, 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 people obviously look at the game in a, in a different perspective that I do. Um, realistically. If, if he wants that big money and he's not going to get it at para, well, um, boys, there, there, there's the door, you know what I mean? Um, I think they're about 150k short of the... In my eyes. About 450 they were offering. In my eyes, I think it's overs. Okay. So, um, What about Marata near Kore, four-year deal with the Warriors? Yeah. Now, this is worth $2.5 million. So that's $625,000 a season. That's 25000 more than Papalihi. One, is he worth more? And two, there's very strong mail that this will happen... Next year, the Effect- Warriors are pushing for it. Effective immediately. Yeah. What do you um, think? Very disappointed, actually, to see him go. Uh, he's, he was a big fan favourite at Parramatta. Um, when he left, Parra put up a, a post on, on socials and it just got hammered. You know, people posting on their thanks for your services and everything like that. Uh, myself, I, I thank him for his, his service. He's been he's been a wonderful servant for Parramatta over the years. Um, I, again, I think it's overs. Um, but then having said that too, depends on which way you look at it. Boys for a big for a big dude, he goes and plays in the centres while Wonga Blake was out and yeah. didn't fail. He's in fact, I feel he played better football in the centres than he did in in the back row. But then again, too, he, he's adaptable. Again, boys, he can play back back row, he can play front row, uh, he can come off the bench. Uh, and and regardless, mate, I'd yeah, I'd hate to see him running back at, against the Para boys. You know what I mean? So. But you know, sometimes you got you know he's he's a big fan favorite of mine, and and unfortunately, yeah. But uh, in my eyes, I, th- I think it's overs as well. I think he'll be at the Warriors next year. Um, not all bad news. Gutho has re-signed yeah, until huge. the end of uh, twenty twenty-five, <laughs> which is great for them as well. Uh, we'll just quickly touch on a few others, boys. We are running out of time for this segment now. Pierce has gone to the Catalan Dragons, as we know. Who replaces him? There's talks of Luke Brooks from the Tigers. There's talk of Ponga moving into the halves. Uh, Drinkwater from the Cowboys coming down to partner Jake Clifford. Obviously, those two had a bit of a partnership um, up at the Cowboys last year and the year before. What do you think, Ches? Who, who can you see playing in the halves for Newcastle next year? I think the smartest thing about that Cowboys connection, uh, get him down there and just leave Calum Ponga where he is. I can see the argument to put Caelan Ponger in. You want him to get his hands on the ball as much as he can because he is lethal when he does. Mm. But 
he's going to be a much bigger target, you know, for defenders in the middle there as well. He won't have as much time as he does out at fullback with the ball. Um, I can see pros and cons for both. I think Luke Brooks is a bad idea. Yeah. I, I've mentioned mm. multiple times. I don't. I don't rate him too much at all. Um, in saying that, it might be good for him to go to another club other than the Tigers. I don't know what's going to happen. What are your thoughts, mate? Yeah. Um, in my eyes, I don't think Luke Brooks is the is the answer. Um, if you move Caelan Pong at a six, then then who takes over one? Uh, are they as creative as he is at one? Is he more creative at one than he is at six? Um, I think they're in a bit of a pickle. Um, I think the obvious answer is Scott Drinkwater, but then again, too, he's not going to turn any light bulbs on either. No, he's yeah, no, that's right. He's a solid player, and him and Clifford did have a good combination before Clifford did move down to the Knights. Um, so that combination might might work again there as well. Um, Brendan Smith, boys, where is he likely to land? There's, he's narrowed it down to two clubs: mm. old uh, paper bag Nick and the Roosters. That is, and also the Dolphins. Can you see him being the big signing for the Dolphins that they need to kick off their campaign? I think so. Uh, and, and in my eyes, the big draw card is Wayne Bennett. And he said that before. He, he said that how, uh, how he'd, he'd, he'd love to be coached by someone like uh, Wayne Bennett, having already been coached by someone like Craig Bellamy. Can you imagine the experience he'd, he'd gain out of going to another mastermind like Wayne Bennett? Two things I see in this is either way, who gets him, any one of the clubs get him, is going to be valuable to that side. Like you just said, being under Bennett, um, with that new club, he's going to be one of the guns on that side straight away. On the other side, going to the Chooks, or Chooks are the Chooks, I would imagine he would have had a chat with Cooper Cronk too about what it was like mm, back um, yeah. back when he was there for those couple of seasons as well. Uh, he would have got some info off him, so he'd be wearing it up a little bit, and he did actually have a chat with them a few months ago as well. So he's gone back to him again. So m- me being passionate, I really hope we get him. Uh, it'll be a shame to see him go, go to the Redcliffe Dolphins. I think he'll land at the Dolphins. Uh, and one more, and we'll just touch on it real quick. Uh, Titans lock up Big Tino until 2026. Four-year deal extension worth $3.3 million. That's 825 a season. Um, really good signing, I think, for the Titans. Can you see him being their captain? Or their next captain, I should say. Yeah, uh, because he plays more minutes than, than other forwards, etc. Um, in my eyes, that's huge. But then again, too, boys, that's big money. That's know, massive considering money. Considering they're playing for feeder 1.2, there's $2 million just on two players. Yeah. Mm. Um, all right, let's wrap this segment up. We'll be back straight after this, and uh, we're going to have a bit of fun as well. Stick around. Another half win. From punters jumping in early or waiting too late. You get a good price on one leg, but the others have shortened dramatically. You still win, but it feels like you half win. Introducing Top Sports Best of the Best Multi. Get top odds on every leg, every time. Don't be one of these. Just bet and forget Bob Multi. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. All right, we're back. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, we're just going to give our charity bets now um, as well. Uh, thanks to our major top, uh, major sponsor, Top Sport. Sorry. Uh, each week they give us $50 to bet with, and uh, all the money that we do raise will be going to our nominated charities uh, in a few months' time. So, Ches, did you want to kick us off, mate? Mate, I will. Um, this is through uh, the Darts Players Championship, as I mentioned before, played on Friday, Saturday at obscure hours being uh, overseas. I filled up the top sports slots, boys. Eight legs in this one for the multi. We've got Ratushki, Michael Smith, Joe Cullen, Nathan Aspinall, Gerwin Price, Michael Van Gerwen, 
Peter Wright and Johnny Clayton all head to head. Five dollars and three cents. The whole fifty's going on it. Be a nice little it's not show. bad. You gonna go, mate? Yeah, I'll, I'm gone. Uh, I've gone the soccer as well. Uh, in this boys, I'm going to go the uh, two of the big Aussies, two of the big English. So I've gone Chelsea in England, Liverpool in England, head to head. Also in Australia, Sydney FC to win, and also Melbourne City to win, and that's seven dollars forty-three. Got to put the fifty straight on. Getting juicy, uh, boys. I'm just going to go over to the Caulfield uh, races on Saturday. Sandown Guineas. Uh, I like the the favourite number twelve Festival Dancer. Uh, he's paying three dollars seventy at the moment, and I'm putting the full whack. There on him as well So hopefully he'll get across the line for us And uh, boys there would be some happy charities If we get all this up this week Let me tell mm. you Some great odds there uh, who's, who's the jockey for that one? Jockey on that one is Craig Williams yeah. Oh yeah yeah. And uh, trained by Matthew Smith um, Shout out to, to Sean out there Who's actually got another horse with Matthew Smith as well Ruby Gal uh, Ran a good fourth on the weekend at Gosford In some pretty ordinary weather uh, I know Sean's a listener of the show So uh, all right, boys, uh, we're going to move into – now, get ready, boys, because I've got a new opener. We're going to move into – Fight. 21 and done. Did you like that opener, boys? It was good. It was good. Hey. Very good. <laughs> Big budget here, let me tell you. Bigger the bet. Bigger the return. Um, all right, so if you're new to the show, 21 and done. A little bit of sports trivia where I pit the boys against each other. Uh, fastest buzz in gets the answer. If they miss out, it'll go over to the other side. Each get a point, and there might be bonus points along the way. Depends on how um, how I'm feeling on the time. So who wants to check their buzzer first? Chez. Birdman. All right, two easy ones. I say this every week, but we've got two easy ones. Our man... Justin Justice Olam is of what nationality? Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea, and he's on the board nice and quick. I like it. You want to test that buzzer again, mate? <laughs> uh, all right. What sport would you be playing if you served an ace? Chess. Oh, tennis. Tennis. Two zip. Which AFL team does Dustin Martin play for? Burtman. Richmond Tigers. Richmond Tigers. Two plays one. This is nice. What is the surname of the brothers who purchased the UFC for $2 million in 2001? I can't think of their surname. Yeah. I can picture them, but I, yeah. Starts with F. U. (laughs) No good? No. Fasua Ala Malawi. (laughs) Uh, Fatita, Frank and Lorenzo Fatita. Okay, listen up carefully. Which professional darts player has a nickname, The Power? Chaz. Phil Taylor. <laughs> he asked for some Phil Taylor questions last week, and I delivered. Three plays, one. Uh, we're five questions in. Multiple choice, first of the multiple choice. In 1981, which of the Chapel brothers bowled the infamous underarm ball? Was it A, Greg, B, Trevor, or C, Ian? Chez. And I get the wrong buzzer ready just here, just in case. Ian. Warm, warm the fingers up. <laughs> Uh, process of elimination I, I remember it But uh, I'm going to say Trevor Chapel. Trevor is correct It's correct Greg was the captain At the time And he gave the order what To his brother To bowl the underarm balls So Alright What was Ian doing? Uh, he's out the outfield I think running oranges um, Who am I? I'm bringing a bit of Who am I back into it Buzz in whenever you think You know the answer uh, I was born On the 14th of September 2011 
I retired from my sport in April 2019. I have won over $26 million in prize money. Uh, just a reminder, boys, buzz in whenever you know the Chez, answer. Black Caviar? Ooh, not Black Caviar, incorrect. I'll keep going. You're still <laughs> in the hunt, though. <laughs> Winks. Winks yeah. is correct. I was thinking, of a, I was thinking how the fuck? <laughs> eight-year-old. Yeah, eight-year-old. Uh, I'll continue. So the other clues were from 43 starts, I've won 37 times. I won 33 consecutive races. And my name is the same as a term used for blinking with one eye at someone. So very good. Three plays, two. Um, it might be four plays too, actually, is it? Yeah, that, <laughs> two, that'll do. Three. Because uh, no, one, one, one question wasn't one, answered. Two, three, four. No, he's on four. No, of course he's he, not. No, he's not. Yeah, of course he's he on is. three. Three. You're on. You're on three now too. Three apiece, I think. Well, I'll review the tape. Um, all right. What number did Michael Jordan Just, wear? Mm. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, got to answer now. It's going to be baseball, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> Nine. Incorrect. Oh, we could be here for a long time. Um, That's right. I'll add up the score. When he went to baseball, four. No, it's a higher number. Keep going. Have another guess. 44. Ooh, very close. 45. 45 is correct. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Birdo. No worries, mate. No worries. All right, so you got that one. You got that one. You got that one. Now, you got Dustin Martin. You got Trevor Chapel. You got Winks. So, we'll three apiece going into that. And with Ches got the 45, he is now on four. Four plays three. Now we're good. All right. Um, which sport is Mark Ocalupo famous for? He's an Australian, if that helps. Not at all. <laughs> Want a clue? Yeah. It's a water sport. Ches. Diving. Uh, incorrect. <laughs> um, Synchronised swimming. <laughs> <laughs> nah, surfing. Surfing is correct. I'll hey. uh, give you a point. Bonus point if you can spell Ocalupo. Ocotucamano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. no, no way. No, try. You want to no. try, Ches? You're good with names. Oh, it's certainly. What, what is it? Ocalupo. Ocotucamano. Ocalupo. Yeah. Ocalupo, O-C-K. <laughs> All right, I won't even give it. You look it up if you want to know. Um, how many players, sorry, how many total players are on a hockey field? Bertman, uh, 22. 22 is correct. Five plays four, he's taking the lead. Very good. Another multiple choice. How many times has Usain Bolt broken the 100-metre world record? Is it A, 3, B, 4, or C, 5? I was thinking, uh, that's not Olympic. No, just the world record. World record, yeah. yeah so you can wow. do that wherever. Um, in the backyard, if you wanted to. Far out. I oh, know he's definitely done three. Ches four. Oh, Ches is buzzing over the top, but he's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. He, I know he's definitely done three Olympics off the top of my head. I'm, I'm going to say five. <clears throat> What's those options again? <laughs> Ches three. <laughs> three is correct. Oh well. I'd so he's broken the world record three times and still holds a world record at 9.58 second, boy. That is well quick. Yeah, I'm not far behind. No, neither's Harry um, down at the Corso in Manly. Um, all right, speaking of Manly, which Manly player is often referred to as Hank Scorpio? Ches. Oh. No. 
deep, 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 Brad Parker. Brad Bert Parker. Yeah. Spoon fed, but you got it. Oh, my God. Six plays five. All right, Brad Parker. All right. Billionaire Mark Cuban owns which NBA team? How do you spell Cuban? <laughs> C-U-B-A-N. <laughs> um, Is there any, like, uh, clues? Well, I definitely know he doesn't own Chicago Bulls or anything. Spider. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm going to have a random crack. Birdman, uh, Golden State Warriors. No, I'll give you the initials again. D.M. Dallas Mavericks. Denver Nuggets. D.M. Oh, M. (laughs) (laughs) Points over here. You didn't buzz in, but you got the answer. I thought it was my turn by default. Six six apiece. All right. Uh, UFC question. Which Diaz brother is older, Nate or Nick? Birdman, Nate. Chez, Nick. (laughs) Correct. Um, he's 38 and Nick's 36. He looks crankier too. <laughs> All right. Uh, in FIFA, in the FIFA World Rankings, who is currently ranked higher, Argentina or Italy? Chez, Argentina. Oh, because of oh, the yeah. <laughs> ah, that That's correct. Argentina is correct. Sorry. I had the buzzer ready because it was Chez with a soccer question. Yeah. So uh, Argentina a fifth. And Italy a six. The, uh, I think that's the first soccer question I've ever got right on this show. <laughs> they, did you look at the world rankings just last night? No, this morning when I was doing the questions. Yeah, yeah. So that's literally only like three days old. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, all right. Another one, Taylor, for you, um, J-Rod. Was former Pakistan fast bowler Shoaib Akhtar right or left-handed? Chez, left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go middle. (laughs) He's a middle armour. All right. We have uh, eight plays, seven, nice and close. Last multiple choice. In which year was the first race at Bathurst Mount Panorama, which would then go on to be known as the Bathurst 1000? Was it A, 1960, B, 1963, or C, 1966? Chairs 1963. Oh, he's come through with the goods. Correct, Amondo. It was called the Armstrong 500, 500 miles. And from 1960 to 1963, when it moved to Bathurst, it was actually in Phillip Island. And then in 1973, it went from the 500 miles to the 1,000 kilometres. About the same year as the Tiranas. Bit of, bit of trivia there for you on A9X. that A9X. All right, listen carefully. Uh, former tennis world number one is Andre Who? Chairs Agassi. Agassi I'm, is correct. I'm Gardner. <laughs> What's his name? Hockenbohr or something. <laughs> 10 plays, 7. Bit, bit of catching up to do here. In which sport do you associate the term birdie with? Birdman. Chet. Golf. Golf. Correct. 8 plays, 10. Um, two questions ago. Which former cricket commentator was famous for sticking his key in the pitch? Birdman. Um, oh. Um. <laughs> Oh, I'm just going to say Greg Chappell. Oh, you're half right. <laughs> oh, Tony Greg. Tony, Tony Greg. Tony yes. Greg. Oh, yeah, I was thinking of, I was trying to think of the Billy Birmingham. Can you believe yeah. he died in 2012? 
Wow, 2012. I could not believe that. Anyway, um, all right, we've got 10 plays, nine. So this question, last question, is worth two points. Nearest two again, lads, as always, fate is in your own hands. You'll write it down if you want. Up to you, boys. What is the combined number of games that Cameron Smith, Billy Slater and Cooper Cronk have played for the Melbourne Storm? I can give you a bracket if you like. Want a bracket? Yeah. It's between 900 and 1,100 games. Ches, 972. 972 for Ches. 1050. 1050. It is 1079. Birdo with the win. Two points again. Come on. Get a bit of ghetto and out of it. Oh, <laughs> Only because Cameron Smith's in the 400 club, both Cronk and Slater in the 300 yeah, club. Yeah, so. And I just added, a, you know, a 29, a 17, and. That's what I was seeing. one. But I took out a few from when I was at the Chooks so season. Smith played 433, and both Slater and Cronk both played 323 for the Storm. Obviously, Cronk went, I think he played another 49 for the Roosters, two premierships there as well. So uh, I think that's six in a row, mate. I don't know what. I'm, I even put a Phil Taylor question in. What's happening? I've got that easy. Oh, you had me trumped too. You, you're you up 4-1 or something. Yeah, if you got that for Tita Brothers, right, you would could have won. Uh, anyway, another edition of 21 and Done, all done and dusted again for this week. Great segment. Love it. If you do like that, uh, make sure that you send your questions in. Hit us up on our socials or our website and we'll get a question to the lads as well. Um, all right, lads, let's jump right into... <laughs> Beer of the week. Thanks to the White Bull Hotel. As always, great sponsors of the show. Uh, get on down to to the bottle shop there. See Hawkeye. He'll fix you up. He's got some great beers on special, some gins as well, and uh, plenty of scotch. <laughs> um, what have you got this week, boys? I actually asked for this one, like I said last week. You did. But, but it's the wrong one. I, I knew they didn't have it. So I asked for the Asahi Black. But fortunately, they had the uh, Asahi Dry, Asahi Super Dry. I was just on my phone and just Googling up the top of the label. There's a word up here, Karakuchi. This is a Japanese beer. That's why I had to Google it. Karakuchi is a Japanese word that can mean spicy, hot, or dry. So that's the that's a very that's a very like wide sex life. That's a, that's, a, that's a very hit and miss. <laughs> uh, well, it's not spicy. It's not hot. Spicy hot, and it's not dry, so it doesn't really yeah. Well. Might be a typo. Cheers, mate. You could have put hard this, language, mate. You could have put the th- three fives in a week in a row, mate. You could have put it in 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 doubt here, but I, you know, well, that was the Asahi Black that everyone's been talking about. See, uh, once again, heavies five five percenters. Um, they're crisp. They're really good, but I don't think they quite get the five. No, I no. think they. I, th- I think it's about a four. This one. Not with a price me. tag of them either. I, I, oh, I actually great value down at, at, at the white ball. At though. the white ball, yeah, absolutely. I remember it. Uh, I'm gonna put it out there. At, we went for uh, drinks. This was before we were sponsored at Tats Hotel. I walked up with a fifty, got three pints of this, come back with about eight dollars change, and he fucking died. <laughs> you do that just with cokes there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go four. Four. That's not too bad. It's, That's it's, only one it's step good. down. Realistically, it's, not, it's, it's not a bad drop, but it's just not that. Not up to the Melbourne bitter standard. Yeah, not, not, I'm not tingling. You know, my prong's <laughs> not rising. So They no, do no, make no, those no. on tap too, so it'd be interesting to see if there's much of a difference. You know, some tap mm. beers are a bit different to, to packaged. They're really good on I tap. I think on tap it could be very close to a five though. 
Very good. We'll get a keg in here next week. And oh, we'll, we'll bump don't it up. tempt me. <laughs> don't tempt me. <laughs> Leave me car at home. Uh, that's just about us for this week. Uh, is there anything else you want to cap off, lads, before we do wrap her up? Boys, I'm going to put a little spicy one out there. Oh, yes. Yep. When we talk about signing of the year so far, my signing of the year is not a player. I think uh, Ben Eichen at the Brisbane Broncos. I have a funny feeling. Uh, Kurt Capel's there. Uh, Adam Reynolds. I think he's going to turn that place around. Hopefully he does because they fucking need someone to. Hey, not that I. Hey, your boy loves sitting there watching the Broncos get spanked every week, watching <laughs> the Bulldogs get spanked every week. But I think they're on. They're on the way up, Brisbane Broncos. I think. Uh, I think that's their signing of the year. It's not a player. It's in, in fact, it's Ben Eichen. He's a magic football mind, and I think he, he'll go a long way in that position. Good call out. Um, hopefully his position's available next week, uh, next year. Sorry, and uh, you know, get in touch with my <laughs> the, people. The boys might, might leave his behind. Uh, anything from you, mate? Not much, mate. Just another thanks to our sponsors and all the listeners and viewers out there. Yeah, as always. Thank you very top, much. Top Sport, uh, fantastic major sponsor of the show. If you haven't already, as I mentioned, get on over, create yourself a Top Sport account, feel the excitement. White Bull Hotel. Uh, provide us with uh, the thirst quenches each and every week. Mm. Show couldn't go on without you two sponsors uh, having our back, so really appreciate that. Head on over to our website, become an SGM club member, check out the BBL tip and comp. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe, thumbs up, like, everything like that, and we'll catch you next week. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got it. Yes. <laughs>